I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you for your anointing that's in this place, that's in your people. And Holy Spirit, we rely on you to communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ to God's people. As I step back, I thank you for the anointing to teach. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will minister life and direction, peace and comfort. And most of all, Lord, I thank you for principles that will help your people govern their lives. So that we all can experience the abundant life that Jesus said that we should have. So I thank you for signs, miracles, and wonders following your word as a result of the teaching. And I thank you for the moving of the Holy Spirit to move in any way he chooses. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Let everybody say amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Wow, I have 15 minutes. Because I have a class after this. Well, today I'm starting a new series entitled Common Sense. And the sense is spelled C-E-N-T-S. And the subtopic, if you want to call it that, is the truth about money. Everybody say the truth about money. And every year, if you're visiting us for the very first or second time, every year I take about 10% of the year to discuss financial matters from a kingdom perspective. And I do this because faith can only come when we hear God's word concerning a a subject or area. And so in order for you and I to have more faithful increase in our lives, it is my responsibility to teach you. Now, the sad thing is this. Even though our everyday world is all about the money, how many know your everyday world is all about the money? It is. Don't pay your electricity bill and see. Don't pay your house note and see. Don't pay for the groceries while you're in line and we'll see. You can tell them Jesus paid it all, but they're going to send security after you. So even though our world is all about the money, the last subject church people want you to talk about is money. So for the next four or five weeks, I'm going to be teaching you the truth about money from God's perspective. Everybody say the truth about money. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to find 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 10. 1 Timothy chapter 6, uh, we're going to start in verse 6. And uh, I'm not sure what verse we'll use after that. But uh, as you find 1 Timothy chapter 6, we're going to start in verse 6. I want to give you five facts about the American dollar that you may not uh, be aware of. Here's the first fact. Is that the penny that we use, a penny costs 2.4 cents to manufacture. It's only worth a penny, but it actually costs 2.4 pennies to make a penny. That doesn't make sense, does it? Here's number two, the second fact about the American dollar. 
Gambling generates more revenue each year than the movies, spectator sports, theme parks, cruise ships, and the selling of recorded music combined. Here's number three. In 1865, and some of you all probably didn't know this, the Secret Service, and those are the people who guard the president right now, in 1865, the Secret Service was originally established to fight counterfeiting. Because at the time, a third of the currency that was in circulation was counterfeit. So, you know, the... The whole Secret Service thing was really not about guarding the president. It actually started to defend against counterfeiting. Here's number four. Here's the fourth fact about the American dollar. Apple earns about $300,000 per minute. Which comes to, listen to this, $118 million per hour. Everybody said that's good money. How many got a new iPhone, uh, the new 7 that came out? Anybody? How many have an iPhone? Let me see your hand. You helped them. <laughs> Here's the last one. Now, this, was a, this is an interesting fact. 19 out of 20 of the richest women in the world, they inherited their money from their fathers or from their ex-husbands. Or dead husbands, whichever way you, way you want to look at it. In other words... Out of the 20 of the richest women, 19 of them inherited their money from their fathers or from their husbands. Now, since I'm talking about the truth about money, I'm giving you the truth from God's perspective. Okay? And here's why I'm saying what I'm saying. So if you find an issue with what I'm saying, you're not going to have an issue with me. You're going to have an issue with the Bible. And if you have an issue with the Bible, then you have an issue with the author. And if you have an, uh, an issue with the author, then you have an issue with God. So what I'm saying is, if you're going to throw a rock, throw it up. Don't throw it this way. <laughs> now, I wanted to do a money test. Uh, go to 1 Timothy chapter 6. I'm going to read verse uh, 17 through 19 because I want to do a money test. And this test, watch this, is to see if you trust in money. Because most Christians, it's not spiritual to say, I trust in money. It's not spiritual to say, I love money. So I I put a test together, but let's read 1 Timothy chapter 6, look in verse 17. He says this to Timothy, charge them that are rich in this world. There's nothing wrong with being rich. He said, but I want you to charge them that they be not high-minded, nor, what's the next word? Nor trust in what kind of riches? Uncertain riches. But he says, but trust in the living God. Who gives us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good. It's talking about people with money. That they do good, that they be rich in what? Good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. Now I'm going to read this in the message translation, because I think it does a better job. It says, tell those rich in this world's wealth, To quit being so full of themselves and so obsessed with money, which is here today and gone tomorrow. Tell them to go after God, who piles on all the riches we could ever manage. To do good, tell them to do good, to be rich in helping others, to be extravagantly generous. I like that. To be extravagantly generous. 
If they do that, they'll build a treasure that will last, gaining life that is truly life. So what I'm about to do now is give you all 10, and I may give you a bonus, depending on how much time I have. I'm going to give you 10 indicators that will show you whether or not you trust in money. Because notice in 1 Timothy, he says, charge those who are rich not to be high-minded or to trust in uncertain riches. And many of us in this room, we trust in uncertain riches and we don't know it. And one of the principles I'm going to show you in the series is if your trust is in riches more than what it should be, then that's the reason they're not attracted to you like they should be. See, if riches become your God, then the God who made the riches can't give no more to you. So here's the first indicator. Now, when you find yourself, you can just say, ouch. All right. Indicator number one, you trust in money when you can't trust God enough to give him 10% of your income. Look at your neighbor and say, do you trust in money? Here's indicator number two. You trust in money when your fears and worries go up when your bank account amount goes down. I'm going to say that one again. You trust in money when your fears and worries go up when your bank account amount goes down. Now, see, that makes also the opposite true as well. In other words, that I show I trust money when my confidence and my security goes up when my savings account goes up. Here's number three. You trust in money when the more money you make, it becomes the harder to tithe on. I'm going to say that one again. You trust in money when the more money you make makes it harder to tithe on. In other words, here's the thing. It's the same dime that was in that other dollar. And see, most of us, we show God how much increase we really desire based on what we're doing with the money he gives us. And I know people, though they was tithing when they was on WIC. You was tithing food stamps. I mean, you was you, you get some food stamps, man, you tithe 10% of those. And see, now since you're making a little money, it's hard to tithe. But it's the same dime that was in that wig dollar. All right, here's number, what number I'm on. Number four, here's number four. You trust in money whenever you can't give away something you prize the most. You trust in money when you cannot give away something you prize the most. I'm proud of the person who gave me that Des Bryant uh, jersey. Not because I just wanted their jersey. I didn't ask for their jersey. But the fact that they were able to give away something that they value. Amen. Here's the next one. You trust in money when God has increased you financially, but what you give to God has not increased. Here's the next one. Number six, you trust in money when you have the money to pay your bills, but you delay paying your bills because you hate to see the money leave. Oh, 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 I done threw a rock in the crowd, huh? I'm going to say that one again. Mm. You trust in money when you have the money to pay your bills. But you delay paying your bills because you hate to see the money leave. 
Here's number seven. You trust in money when you lie on your income tax return to keep from paying taxes. Here's number eight. You trust in money when you see your job as your source and not a resource. Number nine. You trust in money when you use lame excuses or reasons of why you don't give. You know, I know people, they say this, you know, well, I, I'm not tithing to no church because I don't know what the pastor's doing with the money. That's a lame excuse. You know, why don't you just be honest and say I'm cheap? Why don't you just be honest and say I'm a thief? Because at the end of the day, you're not even giving it to the pastor. You're giving it to the Lord. But see, you know, when we don't want to give, we come up with lame excuses. What number am I on? Number 10. I think I'll give y'all a bonus because y'all are doing real good. Here's the uh, number 10. You trust in money when you pay your bills before you give to God. See, some people want to see what they got left to see if God's going to get some. Now look at your neighbor and say, he ain't talking to me. Now look at him again and say, but he might be talking to you though. (laughs) Here's the bonus indicator. This is an indication of whether you trust in money or not. You trust in money when you will not buy things you need because you don't want to spend the money. I know your shoes don't have a hole in it, but they're they not in style no more. Come on, man. I'm sorry. Let me tell you what I see right now. I see a man who refuses to buy new T-shirts, and he got yellow stains all on his T-shirt. Some of y'all got holy underwear. Listen, go buy you some more stuff. But see, let me tell you, I learned this lesson years ago when I first started our church. Uh... I'll never forget, I went with a builder to go see a grocery store that he converted into a church. So when I went to go see this, I was really impressed. It was great. And as I was talking to the pastor, the pastor, he didn't even know me really. And he was like, yeah, he says, boy, we got God blessed us with this building. He said, we got this building with really no money. And so, I, you know, when you say no money, I, I'm nosy. I want to know. So I was like, well, what do you mean with no money? Because, I mean, obviously you had to have something to get the building. He said, well, we only had $60,000 in the bank. And God gave us this building. And I was thinking, oh, my God. I I don't remember the last time Word of Truth had $60,000. I'm talking about that low amount. I I, I don't even remember. I mean, it's... I don't even know if we ever not had that much money. I mean, my thing is, if, if we go below six figures, I, I mean, I'm concerned. Right? Well, when he said that, the Lord was like, so what's your problem? Y'all, y'all, you, you, you need to buy this and you need to buy this and you need to buy this. So he started pointing out stuff that, that you know, we needed to buy as a church. I was just holding on. <laughs> you know, because you don't know if everybody's going to come to church. Amen. Hello. See, I learned a long time ago that this is the Lord's doing. Everybody say years ago. Man, oh, it's 1032. (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to end with the story. I didn't even get into it, but it's all good because I gave y'all the update. Y'all needed that, right? Okay, so years ago, uh, I think our church might have been four years old. And, uh... 
Some of y'all have heard the story, but I tell these stories. So when you are facing a similar situation, my testimony will pop up. This is why I'm transparent. I tell y'all my business, not just to tell y'all my business. I'm telling you because the Bible says we have overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So it was once weekend and it was supposed to be cold and it was supposed to be treacherous and it was supposed to be ice and all that stuff. And I mean, it was cold outside. I mean, you know, in, in Texas, it's cold when it's like 15 degrees. We cold when it's 40. And it was cold outside. And so uh, all the churches started planning to shut down, you know. And, and so, you know, I started planning to not have church. So I went to, this is, you can tell how long ago this was. I went to Blockbuster Video to go rent a couple of movies. And my family, we was going to stay in that Sunday morning. We was going to watch the movies and all that. And uh, and so Sunday morning rolls around. And I was, I don't know, about five in the morning. And, and one of my uh, staff people said, Pastor, are we going to have church? I said, well, I, I still don't know yet. So I called Gateway and they said, well, we're not having church. And then I called, you know, a local pastor. He was like, well, we're going to have church. If I got to sleep at the church, we're going to have church. I said, well, I can't sleep at the school. So, uh. <laughs> so you know, at that point, you have some that was going to have church and some that were Now, the weather didn't do what they said it was going to do, but it was still cold outside. So then, you know, I, I, I didn't want to have church. Because I know the saints. Y'all ain't going to show up anyway. <laughs> so I'm like, if they're not going to show up, I might as well don't show up too. Man, I asked, I, I made a mistake and asked the Lord what he wanted me to do. <laughs> if you don't want to know what the Lord wants you to do, don't ask him. I said, Lord, what you want us to do? He said, y'all going to have church. I was like, you know, I was not happy. I'm going to be honest with you. I was not happy. In fact, I bet the message was bad that Sunday. I don't even remember what I preached. Now, praise and worship that morning was good. I'll never forget it. And, and half of half of the people showed up. So then I was like, you know what, Lord? It, it, we could have had church at my house. So then uh, Monday rolls around and, and uh, they give me a count of what was given. And do you know that God put it on one member's heart? That Sunday, I mean, just for whatever reason, the Lord told him to give an extravagant offering. I didn't ask for one. The Lord just put it on his heart. And what this one person gave made up as if everybody came to church. And the Lord told me that day, he says, I just wanted you to have church so you can see this ain't about you. And you serve the same God. You serve the same one who supplies. He said he will supply not some, but all of your needs. But what you have to do is that you have to know that he can do it. And from that day on, this church is the Lord's church. And you know what? I trust in him. And I believe God is trying to get some of you all to stop trusting in your money. Now watch this now. I believe everybody, for the most part, not everybody, but I believe the majority of you found one of these indicators working in your life. And so what I felt instructed to do, before you can move forward, in my lesson I was going to show, when you trust money 
more than you trust God, that's a sin. And if you found one of these indicators, I found one for me. When you find one in here, you need to repent of it. See, you just, when you, when you do wrong, you just, I mean, if you, if you offended your spouse, you just can't act like you didn't offend them and just keep going. What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to ask them to forgive you, right? Well, I believe for us to move forward because God, I'm telling you, God is going to bless you all with some more money just because of his project. It ain't really got nothing to do with you. He's just going to use you as a funnel. But in order for him to do that, we have to stop trusting in a resource and start trusting him as the source. So check this out. I'm going to lead us into a prayer of repentance. If you found yourself in... Okay, let me just ask. How many found at least one of those indicators being you? Let me see your hand. Doggone, is everybody in the room for the most part? So we all going to repent together. I want you to pray this prayer like it's your prayer. Say, Lord, forgive me for trusting in money more than trusting in you. Your word says, you supply all of my needs. Your word says that increase belongs to you. Your word says that I'm the head and not the tail. Your word says that I can do all things through Christ. Your word says that you will supply according to your riches and glory. So Lord, forgive me for trusting in my money in my resources and not the source and Lord as I repent now thank you for grace thank you for forgiveness and Lord most of all thank you for blessing me beyond measure in Jesus name Amen come on give the Lord a hand clap if you learned something this morning With every head bowed and every eye closed, I know we're behind time. But here's my question. If you die today, are you 100% sure you go to heaven? Because if you're not sure...